Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. John 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Friday to you. I'm coming to you from... Minneapolis, man, this was the site of, wow, not a good showing for your 76ers. They lost last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 110-86. to This game was actually more lopsided than the final score would indicate. Not a good showing for the Sixers because... This game was on national television. It was supposed to be a showcase of the league's elite stars. You know, on one end, you have the Sixers had Joel Embiid, Jalo Okafor, you know, a couple of role players, young, up-and-coming role players, whereas the T-Wolves had Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, Gorgie Dang, and a couple other players. Now, what it really was is it was a clinic. And it was also a clinic to let us know how far the Sixers process is behind, how far they are behind in the process. You know, you know, here I am sitting here while I'm talking to you. I'm looking at SportsCenter, and they keep showing highlights of Carl Anthony Towns schooling Embiid. Now, you know, the highlights aren't being a little fair because, in actuality, they really didn't play against each other that all that much because, you know, they're both listed as centers, Embiid for Sixers, Carl Anthony Towns. For the Timberwolves. But believe me, Dang, to me, even though he's listed as a power forward, he always goes up against the, the bigger, the better, the stronger player. So for most of the game, it was kind of like MB facing Dang. But then there were opportunities where in the second half, where Carl Anthony Towns had to play MB. And you can just look and see that my man Carl really improved a lot over the offseason. And that's saying a lot because he was the rookie of the year last year. But he really improved. I mean, he put him on skates a couple times. One play, he went, he did a pump fake and be jumped in the air. He drove the lane and, 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 and dunked on him. Nice dunk. It was the top play of the week, top play of the day. But, again, let's just get back to this. So, to me, this was a game that was on national television, as I said, and all it did was just show us how far the Sixers are behind this team. I mean, we're talking about a Timberwolves team 
that is four and seven. They probably won't make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. They're, 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 they're you know, a couple years away. But then when you look at it, you look at the Sixers, and I know they did not have Ben Simmons, who's hurt. They did not have Jared Bayless, who's hurt. They did not have Nerlens Noel, who's hurt. But I don't think that they would have made up for the butt whipping the Sixers received. Yeah, it would have been closer, but it still would have been a butt whipping. I mean, there folks at one point, the Sixers scored 24 points early, and they were down by 20. At the half, they only had 33 halftime points. Then at one point, early in the third quarter, they were doubled up. They were losing 66 to 33. Believe me, this thing could have got out of hand, or it was out of hand. It could have gotten more out of hand than what it was because this was a young team who was filling itself. And as teams do, they gradually kind of call off the dogs against the Sixers. But you look at it, Andrew Wiggins. Here's a guy in his third year in the league. He was the first overall pick in the 2014 draft. He's a great friend, a college teammate of MB. He ends up with a, a game-high 35 points, a career-high tying, 10 rebounds. He made 14 to 20 shots, 3 of 6 from 3, 4 of 4 in the foul line. He had three turnovers. If you, that's the only blemish he had, and he had one still. So then you look at Carl Anthony Towns, the first overall pick in the 2015 draft. He had 25 points, 10 boards. This was his sixth double-double of the season. He was 12 for 8 from the field. He had two blocks. His plus-minus, he graded out with a plus-33. Man, these two, they were doing everything. I'm talking about fadeaways, jumpers, dunks, threes. I mean, they just put on a, a clinic basketball. But then you look at Dang. You know, role player, young role player at that, but a role player. He had 12 points and 10 rebounds. You know, at times, one block to go with that. At times, he seemed to frustrate MB. Then you got Zach Levine. You know, third-year player, two-time reigning slam dunk champion. He had 11 points. Now, he didn't shoot all that well. He was 5 for 14 from the field, 1 for 7 for threes. <laughs> but believe me. His dunks were spectacular. One play he did get away with, he came in and came off and, like, boom, dunked on the Sixers off of, but, you know, he, he you know, off of a, a foul shot. But, you know, it was one of those things he crossed the lane. 
before the guy released the ball. But believe me, it asked, the Sixers are saying he left too early, but come on, man. You you got to box the guy out. You just can't let the guy just come in and do what he did. I mean, still, you got to put a body on him. You know, but then you, you, you go across and you look at the Sixers. You look and you see Joel Embiid. And I get it. Joel Embiid, man, is 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 for it's amazing that he had a a double double. He had his third double double. He had ten points, ten rebounds, one block. Um, and then you look at the you know you look at Jalo Okafor. He had seven points off the bench on two for five shooting. You know Nick Stauskas had thirteen points. He made three of six threes. Dario Saric. Rookie Dario Sarge, you know, he looked good. He had a team high 16 points on 6 of 11 shooting. But you ask yourself, the Sixers have been saying, trust the process. They have been saying, the future is going to be bright. They have been saying, we're in the same class as the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's not if, if you want to base it off of last night's game, it's not even close. Not even close. You know, the Sixers, you know, it, it's hard to put it in words the way it is. But it's like they have so much work to do. You know, the guys, whereas the Timberwolves <clears throat> had these guys together, playing together for, for the last couple of years, two to three years, the court. <clears throat> you look at it now. The Sixers court, and, and the reason <clears throat> the reason why I'm calling um, only these two guys the court players, because they'll probably be the only two people who are guaranteed to be here past this season. Joel Embiid and Dario. You know, Joel missed the last two seasons with injury. And Dario was playing ball overseas for the last two years. But then you look at, you know, Zavine and and Wiggins and and Anthony Towns. You know, these guys have been playing ball together the last two years. You know, these guys have formed a bond together. Now, it's not to say that the Sixers won't get that, but it's going to take them a couple of years for them to get to the level where the Sixers, where the Sixers are. You know, Brownie, Sixers coach Brett Brown even mentioned it. He said, the group that you were looking at played with each other all last year. Many, many, many games together. It's just part of the evolution of where we are at. They are two years ahead of us. It's on me and my staff to keep our guys up and to help them. Right? So he's basically saying that his team, you know, they need to keep these guys together. They need to help them. They need to get their heads, you know, make sure that they don't lose lose face of everything. You know, that don't lose focus and that they're extremely young. But I ask you, we keep saying trust the process. And people keep saying that 
Brian Colangelo, oh, he just got the job. He was handed everything. Everything's going to be easy for him. How come he's not making these deals? How come he's not making these trades? Oh, we need him to move sooner. We need him to move faster. Come on, man. This was a reality of how behind the situation is that he inherited. Yes, they look. You know, you got Joel Embiid, who will probably be the runaway player as rookie of the year. But if last night showed us one thing, his weakness is going up against a more athletic big. A guy who can put the ball on the floor, a guy who can shoot, uh, uh, who, who can shoot in, in space. You know, a lot of people are saying, why don't you just play him and Okafor together? He's athletic and he's good enough to play power for it. He can't keep up with Carl Anthony Towns, not right now. And if he would play power forward, he would have to guard people like Carl Anthony Towns at the power forward spot because Carl was getting them in space. So then you say to yourself, like, hmm, so you're telling me that Embiid and Okafor can't play together? Because believe me, Oak, as good as, as good as, as bad as Embiid looked on those occasions when Carl Towns got him in space, Okafor is worse. So, you can't put him out there. So for everybody saying like, hey, we got these two twin towers. Let's have it. Let's let it work out. Nah, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. I mean, last night was a prime example. You can't pit Embiid in those situations, and he's better than Okafor in those situations. You know, the Sixers on this night, the Sixers also hurt themselves. They shot just 37.3%. The T-Wolf scored 21 points off of their the Sixers' 17 turnovers. As I pointed out before, they doubled the Sixers up, 66 to 33, early in the third. Hey, MB basically said the same thing that Brett Brown said. They have been playing together for two, three years, and they keep getting better. They are young, and they are still going to get better. That's where we got to get to. When you learn how to play with each other, it's easier to play. And look, the Sixers really didn't play well with each other. They looked like a group of individuals. The one person I say who did look good to me, two people, was Dario and Nick Stauskas. You know, these are two young guys that the Sixers have. So, you know, they could be keepers. I know some people may say Nick isn't, but as a reserve, he looked like that he belonged on this level. I know he was a lottery pick for Sacramento and the Sixers acquired him, but he looked like he deserved to, 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 to be here. But overall, the process is way behind. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. And uh, next week we'll come back and do everything uh, on, on a five days a week tip. And again, you come here to get your unfiltered 
podcast about the Sixers. I am the only person who comes to you five days a week. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, as you know. I'm going to tell you like it is. Thank you, and have a great weekend.